sense. And so once you sync up people and there's 120 people doing sun salutations exactly the same time, whatever you're doing, whether you're busting out a handstand or just flowing through whatever, you're all breathing in and out at the same time. It just sounds, the sound alone is like this, this orchestra of sort of kind of churning, like it's just an industrial sound that takes you over. It's like being in church. So being able to get that just from laying down the beat in the background was, was like DJ heaven for me, but yoga. Hello and welcome to Space Case, a rocket yoga podcast. I am Elsie Yogi, here with you case by case as we explore the personal histories of yogis around the world sharing the practice created by Larry Schultz. And we're back to a whole new practice. Please be our guest. Join with us as we continue to discover the rocket yoga practice as told by those who love to share it. Immersed in a whole new way of being as practitioners around the globe. So here's how this works. A series of questions and one special rocket yogi every month. Behind the handstands and the hashtags, We will seek out the origin stories, philosophies, self-practice approaches. We'll talk about individuality and creativity and much more as we hear how rocket yoga is embodied in one unique space case. All right, so samastutihi. Let's take a listen to the case history of Marcus Veda, the original rocket yoga DJ based out of London, United Kingdom, beginning with his rocket yoga origin story. Welcome, good Lord Veda. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's so nice to have you. I'd like to begin by asking you to tell us, uh, you know, your your origin story. In other words, you know, what, who were you before rocket yoga and then? What kind of transformation did it lead you to? Yeah, wow. So, um, <clears throat> well, before I see, I I was a DJ, really. I guess I mean that's where ten years of DJing internationally. Uh, I was in a band as well, the Loose Cannons. We were called. That was the DJ name too. There was two of us, um, and we were doing all the kind of around the world circuit festivals, clubs like all the the big stuff everywhere from like Vegas to Russia to Australia Glastonbury London everything and uh um yeah that was that was life was uh touring the rock and roll DJ life and and also I was doing martial arts at the time whenever I got back to London I was uh um studying ninjutsu so the Japanese old form martial art and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which I've just got back into recently. And it was that, that was, that was full, yeah, full steam ahead life for, for the most of my, well, like late twenties to thirties. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, so basically, yeah, I kind of, I guess similar to everyone's stories, I got a bit, I got injured through, uh, well, from playing football, English 
soccer, I think you call it, for like too much and too many injuries. Mm. And uh, and I was like, and I just wasn't getting better like I, I used to when I was just young and bouncy. And, uh, and a, a friend of mine who was into yoga suggested like maybe doing some yoga to for the holistic recovery and because I you know the the specific stuff wasn't just wasn't really so it was like the whole body thing so I really came to it as a physical practice and and then and I did actually start getting better and then I was but by the time I was better I was already hooked in the whole practice and the kind of the the mind body meditation but still the strong physical aspects of it and it was rocket in in london that i found because luckily nearby me in in south london like running out of their own illegal home studio was uh <laughs> yeah the um the yoga people who who used to who studied with larry back in in san francisco back in the day and used to you know like i think everyone did back then kind of semi work at the studio, semi hang out there. Basically everyone's used to see the live the whole time. So they'd well one of the Jamie was English and Dulcie was Mexican and they'd got together and were in London and were teaching this kind of rocket thing. Basically in their living room they just moved out all the furniture and and then I don't even know how I find it. They had some amazing search engine optimization or something that basically they came to the top of the list when you looked up yoga locally found them there and and so that was like I dropped into that before any other kind of yoga really and I was like yes um, I'm all about this and then I went off and tried once I, I was like oh yeah I've got to try everything I was doing Dharma Mitra and Ashtanga and any kind of vinyasa and and I and I mean I did everything, but I was but nothing really touched me the way that Rocket, the original stuff, had. And so yeah, I got into that going there until they got kind of shut down because the neighbours complained that they were <laughs> using their house as a studio, and and they got shopped in, and they and they stopped and just went and left actually England and went training people around the world. So I went off to train with them in India one year like a few years later once I was doing the London circuit but because I really wanted to do there was no one doing rocket in London at the time apart from them and once they were gone there was nothing here there was I think like one other person who'd studied with them was teaching it in like a small studio out East London way but nothing so I studied with them and 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 then got into yeah started taking it around the studios here and and people picked up on it first of all yeah because I was kind of bringing the music side with it so that worked for especially in East London which is like like hipster central so everyone wants like they want it to be happening the music their exercise their spirituality everything to be up front and banging and so it kind of dropped into that and resonated with people straight away and took off like yeah first wow. summer I was teaching it yeah So for me, this case is very, very special and um, pretty important because when I first became interested in rocket yoga, it was good Lord Veda that I could go out and find and follow and learn more about. 
It was thanks to my very talented and inspiring friend, Haley Beth Cates Worthman, who experienced a training about one year following Larry's passing, that I was even aware of the rocket yoga practice. Haley soon brought the very first rocket yoga experiences here in Las Cruces, New Mexico, to downtown desert yoga. And I'll never forget when she guided us into Akipati Bakasana, there was something in my body that was like, um, actually, maybe this will someday happen. <laughs> that was contrary to any previous experience I had had with that posture. But when something like that has always been incomprehensible, and suddenly you get the impression that like, you could maybe do this. It's kind of a big deal. So after that, Haley generously taught me Rocket on Google Hangouts. Back in those days, I would exchange my practice leading our local version of the Modified Primary. And this came from the Detroit Yogi Mina Frank's classes she'd been guiding us with there again at Downtown Desert Yoga. When it really came down to it, I quickly decided in my naive, naivete, <laughs> that rocket yoga was <clears throat> too difficult to practice and I didn't have a teacher. And so how, how could I learn it? And for several years, I was like in a total victim state about it, quite frankly. So why didn't I have a teacher? And why isn't there someone here who can help me? And la la la, and you know, that type of thing. So yeah, it, it took me a few years and Lots of inspiration from Jesse and the El Paso crew to realize that I would soon need to develop my knowledge through studying this practice for myself, which would undoubtedly and um, in every way change the very course of my life. So essentially, this whole era coincided with the rise of Instagram and around that time when, when I was looking for rocket yoga. The yoga people and Marcus Veda were the people that I was finding, along with Steve and Marcelo. And I mean, now you know why I have these particular people on the podcast um, as a priority, because these were like the first people I found on Instagram. They're like my, my toms of MySpace, right? My very first rocket friends. And, and there are others that I haven't been able to get on here yet, but believe you me, these are the people at the top of my list, truly my OG rocket inspirations. And so for me, hearing the history of this London scene is like a rocket yoga 23andMe DNA ancestry oracle, um, Rosetta Stone, um, Master Key, like you, whatever you want to call it. Maha information here. Very good stuff. Because after Haley had kind of transmitted that initial spark, you know, what did I do? I Googled rocket yoga and in London really stood out. Like this, this thing that Marcus mentions about the yoga people having really good SEO. I, I really think that's, that's fair to say. And so I found Marcus Beta and his amazing SoundCloud page. And that was legit as rocking God as far as I was concerned. And so, you know, here we are. And we are again listening to a classic rocket yoga origin story. One rebel hero, a town with everything but rocket yoga, a city that's ready to thrive on a free range mindset, bringing his own special skills to the mix. One teacher, multiple studios, intense love of the practice, and voila, 
a scene. Sound familiar? I mean, I can identify, and I heard this with James and Marcelo, and I think in some way, in some format, from all of our guests, it's really part of our story—the development of these rocket communities. And with Marcus and the London scene, there's so much more, so much more. The SoundCloud mixes and、uh, greed, sex, intention, how to win at yoga, good life, yoga school, dead yogi society, loose cannons. Oh my goodness! Yes, there is lots more to come. In this special space case history, stay tuned. And we'll be right back to space case. Hey, how are you? Whoa, <laughs> what a long, strange trip it's been, right? So,、uh, since recording this interview with Marcus Veda, I've joined you in a whole new world. A world where I wake up Monday through Friday to Instagram Live practice classes with David Kyle, and I wind down my afternoons with Manuel at Ashtanga Yoga Puerto Rico. Been able to take classes this week with Steve Pika at Ashta Yoga on Zoom, and、I、get to join Marcus Veda even now because there's these cool time slots that work out nicely between North America and the UK, and、uh, you know. It's pretty exciting, but over the week,、um, I think we're all taking in this、uh, this fresh and delicious quarantine-inspired yoga practices. Also, been able to practice with James, Marcelo, Ahmed, just to name a few. But you know, this happened so suddenly. I mean, virtually overnight, yoga just went online, and you know, this is kind of cool. Um, and kind of familiar territory for me. I've been working in digital learning since 1999. Yes, I'm I'm old here, and、uh, I'm pretty excited about what we have the potential to do. So this podcast is now brought to you by the space, currently a virtual venue dedicated to the creativity of yoga instructors. In light of our quarantine or QT reality, we're going to explore new ways of learning and playing with the practice together online. And to kick it off, we're inviting you to be part of a series of new experiences featuring several rocket friendships in community. Together in real time, we'll convene with the rocket duo. To learn, chat, and play together. So mark your calendars for Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific to meet and learn from Ahmed Javali Nash and Dr. Candice Harding on March 28th, and then Janelle Ruby and Kim Gibson on March 29th, and of course Marcelo Martinez with yours truly on April 5th. And there will be more of these if QT continues. So follow the Space LC on Insta, or go visit thespacelc.com to register for these free experiences, or sign up to practice with me at one of my weekly complimentary classes. You can book a special semi-private class or workshop for a remote yoga playdate with your friends or family using the code SpaceCase, all one word, for twenty percent off. A four-class semi-private package, and now back to space case.
Isn't it absolutely delightful the way that, you know, rocket yoga spreads in community? And and it, it's brilliant, but it does take just the right conditions, right? It doesn't hurt to have a hipster city. And, you know, well, you're you're stuck with a very liberating practice, so that will help out. And and then, you know, I gotta say that the the piece de resistance is that bad as asana rebel with the mad passion for the love of the practice. And this just attracts groups of the most amazing people, right? And that's all you need. Spark. There you have it. A rocket scene. And each one, each one is very unique and influenced by the creativity of these individual instructors and their unique talents. And at this point, when we look at all the case histories, and it seems to be true with each one, they're just a special expression of the rocket practice. And this takes me back to Haley Worthman's original description of this class when she brought it here to Las Cruces. She said, what I teach, it's the rocket, but it's my version. So I call it Haley's Comet. And her rocket was powerful, but it was also informed by her background and training and, and all the lived experience and talent and an amazingness that she had to offer. And I remember that spark that she shared, it was instrumental. It, it was huge in Pittsburgh where she was based at the time. And you know, it's like that. These, these fire starters, these folks that just fall in love with, with sharing their rocket to their community. And they make our rocket world go round. And there have been many expressions of this. I could totally go on, and you've heard about some of these here on the podcast. But, you know, take Davina Davidson and the Houston Rockets and, and all of that, for example. I mean, there's some pretty amazing shit that has gone down when rocket spreads in community. And I am pretty happy to see that it continues online during this very unique and unprecedented time. So please enjoy the rest of our Space Case interview as I turn you back over to hear more from Marcus Veda about all of the unique ways he has been able to share rocket yoga, not only with his community, but also around the world, starting off with his experience of the philosophies of Larry Schultz. Well, most of that came down to us through through Jamie, who who spent a lot of time uh, with him, and he, on trainings he would always, you know, dedicate days to just the philosophy of of Larry, and and he really brought that home. It was great. You could sort of feel that you were there with him. He had recordings as well, for original recordings of like a live class that they'd done back in San Francisco in the day, like proper Larry style, like stoned, missing, missing a, a side. And then, and then someone like giving him the nod on the recording. And then he's like, Oh yeah, yeah. And back to the, back to the other side. And you, you got to have your team and all of this stuff. And it was just so cool that it was so irreverent. And, 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 and with interviews we've seen past just all the vibes of, you know, not being attached to the outcome and stuff that he's weaved in ideas from the Bhagavad Gita, but made it just, from the mouth of a hippie kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I, I love the way he's presented the practice. And a lot of people over here definitely like Rocket has blown up. And, and I think to his 
credit rather than detriment. It's like in the same way that what he did with uh, Ashtanga and changed up the sequence to make it, you know, available to all so you could get into it early, get to the fun stuff, whatever, without breaking your knees on the way. And it, it, there's people now, Rocket, you know, it's developing here in London. Lots of people are mixing it with Dharma Mitra styles and some keeping it traditional and some like me, you know, changing up the sequence and stuff. But we all think it's, it's, it's like Rocket is a, it's an attitude rather than a specific sequence. And it's really his attitude, Larry's attitude towards yoga and what you're doing. And, you know, that whole it's yoga mentality of, I don't think it's about being tied even to a sequence. It's just when you're on the rocket, you know, you know, it, it's taking you higher and you're, you're in the, you're in the vibe of it. And you don't have to stick to the rules. I like the idea that he was about breaking the rules. So now like we break the rules and, and you know, what keeps it the same is his ethic kind of all the way through rather than any specific poses that have to be there or not. Mm, I love that. I think that's, that's essential. And, uh, and what a cool way to hear of, you know, and learn from Larry than through those recordings. I know there's one yeah. SoundCloud, there's one SoundCloud out there that's like a 10 minute beginning of a class. Um, oh, is that it? Yeah. yeah I mean, Larry's this, I don't know. This, we do it in the, in the yoga people, like the advanced, like rocket specific training, uh, which I did with them. They, they kind of, you do a class like with Larry, it's, it's a full on, I think it's like, it's a 90 minute class. It's a recording. Mm. It's the whole thing, even though, you know, at times you've got no idea what's going on, but it's his, his words are there and the spirit of it is there. And it's like, it's, it's complete rock and roll madness. And, and yeah, and, and I think as well as uh, saying as Jamie, keeping that, the, the spirit and the message through, uh, you know, David Carl is obviously pretty much is Mr. Rocket nowadays, internationally, I think. Um, I, I've, you know, trained, practiced with him and he definitely, you know, he, he was Larry's right-hand man for so long that he's got, he's got all the stories, all the anecdotes, everything. He's almost channeling Larry through, through him daily these days. So we get a lot of the stuff from him as well. Um, and I, I love, I hear that kind of freedom you, you said like that real rock and roll. Uh, I mean, I would say, right. Sounds so much cooler coming mm. from a London DJ, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like that rock and roll uh, ethos and it's going with the mm. flow and living in, in that question of experiencing the yoga practice, mm. not taking it so seriously. And, and I love how you've brought this into your classes and into your professional work as the DJ, and then also um, into your writings. I, I want to touch on those. So I would put these under this question we have on the podcast here of what is the role of creativity in this practice? Can you talk mm. more about your DJ mixes that you've created for Rocket Yoga, please? Yeah, I mean, because I came fresh from being a DJ into into the teaching, like with it was pretty much back to back. I really didn't want to just give up DJing, but I couldn't, I can't, I can't do the late nights anymore. I can't even like stay out past eight o'clock. So I needed to like bring the DJing into yoga and, and a lot of, as I saw, like the music was pretty, pretty hit or miss in yoga from over here, at least in Vinyasa, it'd be like people putting together playlists of stuff they like, 
and every now and then like you'd hit upon a tune that was that was cool or it would just be a lot of mixed confused messages coming from the music i just find it like getting in the way a lot of the time so i wanted to play stuff that you could actually practice to that didn't have lyrics getting in the way of what the teacher was saying but you could roll along to and in the beginning i was all about deep house because that's what i was djing so i was at a much faster tempo and i was just playing it and it was more like doing yoga in a, in a club which was kind of fun at the time but when i got a bit more serious into it i wanted to connect the breath and the tempo of the actual movement to the tempo of the music so i slowed everything down and had to start making beats and stuff specifically for and remixing tracks i liked and just looping bits like old hip-hop style to get the bits that worked for yoga and i found the tempo that you know scientifically was the, the good tempo optimal oxygenation breathing tempo eight breaths a minute and all of this stuff and then sync the music to that and now my mixes are 90 minutes long and you know however many tracks get into that and all of them kind of looping around you never lose the beat so the idea is that for me for my classes at least wherever you are if you kind of get distracted or you you drift with as we all do is to be able to drop back in and count your breath and just drop back into the tempo of breath always being the same so that's great on the individual but also for classes the energy is like is hello and we're back yeah, so, sorry yeah, I, no that's okay know, we I, lost at some at some place we we um we disconnected but we're back now okay okay so so i think and there from there yes yeah 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 so i mean yeah i was so the 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 sinking the breath to the to the beat of the music thing you know i was an idea i thought i don't know why people aren't doing this and then and now i can't like not do it and now i can't listen to any other music really that isn't kind of doing it because i find it i just i go i couldn't help but think that any music you listen to you're just even if you don't know it if you've got any sense of rhythm you're going to be at least moving or nodding or inadvertently sinking to that rhythm and it's it's the reason why house and techno and club music is you know 130 140 bpm because your heart rate is supposed to be picking up speed and you're supposed to move and start breathing and it's energizing and that's what gets you going crazy so the same thing as i thought with the yoga music is that we all want to be able to slow down our breath and do get energized and do all the stuff but still be able to control the breath and drop back into that at any point but it's hard sometimes to even know when you're really into it or not whether you're breathing slow fast or what you're doing so it's nice just having the music to just drop you back in wherever you want and as i was saying for for your for the on the individual that makes you kind of it smooths out the edges and brings you back into the practice at any point you want but also when when i do a class you know 50 people breathing and moving at the same time i can set up the sun salutations and we do this dead yogi society uh, event which is like a charity thing where we get like 120 mats in the crypt of a church here and and we do rock it there like candle lit dark to the beats and so once you sync up people and there's 120 people doing sun salutations exactly the same time whatever you're doing whether you're busting out a handstand or just flowing through whatever you're all breathing in and out at the same time it just sounds 
the sound alone is like this this orchestra of sort of kind of churning like it's just an industrial sound that takes you over it's like being in church so being able to get that just from laying down the beat in the background was was like dj heaven for me but yoga Wow, it's it is magical. Okay, so that reminds me of another creative enterprise. So you have the Dead Yogi Society, and this is a charity effort. You bring in different teachers um, to mm. share, and is it live live DJ sometimes, or? Is it yeah, we have the Dead Yogis. We it changed. We've got a recently. We've been with this live cellist, Rob Lewis, who is is wow. great. He's got loads of music on. Um, on on Spotify as albums or on iTunes and everything. He's he's um a London cellist who does he kind of loops the he like taps out the beat on the body of the cello and then loops it and then plays cello and then layers it over so he ends up becoming a sort of quartet playing live over his own created beat. So since I found his music and started sampling it in my mixes and we managed to get him to come live and I can say oh yeah this is the tempo that we've been doing all your tunes to and he just then does them live with the beat and this oh like, you know wow. people it's it's, it's crazy because it it feels it sounds you know like a live orchestra all coming in and it's all at the same tempo and everyone's moving and that's beautiful and we have that and then we also have gongs and uh the, the sound healers that come and play like the gongs at the end for the big for the big end where we come down, we do a bit of yin after the rocket and drop into that. And so you get the, all the vibrations. And then, so we've had live DJ doing it as well, which was, which was cool. And yeah. And so, so we try and bring in new flavors all, all the time, but it's, it's all about something that we can all sink into and, yeah, and breathe and move. Nothing distracting. You know, we don't want it for show. You, you want it to actually work. It sounds amazing um, and a destination <clears throat> for any for any international rocket yogi to go and seek that out. It sounds quite, yeah, quite special sure. with the crit. Okay, great. Mm. So then we have the first um, thing I noticed after the, the mixes was the uh, greed, sex, and tension, living like mm. a yogi in the 21st century, which is a recently <sighs> followed up, it seems, by the this, this yeah how to win tell us yoga. about your yeah. books please tell us yeah well the, the first well both of them have been written with uh with hannah whittingham she's who i also do uh, the teacher trainings with so my right hand woman and she she um yeah we i think the the, the book the original one came around as one of my students was a is an agent and was like oh you should write a book about you know, your experiences in, in yoga and it'll probably be interesting from like DJ background and now you're doing yoga and all that. And then we, and we couldn't really, we thought, okay. So we got together and cause I was, I'd never get around to writing a book myself. I can, I can talk the talk, but writing it down on the actual page is, is never going to happen. So I needed someone who will actually write the stuff that blurbs out of the mouth and, and so we, I was doing it with Hannah, but we couldn't really come up with a, a point. We didn't want to write a book like the Rock and Roll Diaries of Yoga or something because it just seemed like vacuous. There was nothing to it. So we thought, what do we, what do we really need out there? And we felt that maybe a book that updated the Yamas and the Niyamas and the moral code of yoga 
and brought it into the modern day and what we're dealing with these days in the in the data age and global technology and the rest of it and how can we update it and see if we're all still living by these tenets of you know Patanjali's tenets of the Ashtanga system and is it still relevant to us today which I, yeah, I think it is and we just wanted to discuss that in a book so that we can recommend it to people to when they want an intro into you know yoga ethics and yoga philosophy and they just find a lot of the stuff dense or antiquated they can have a go so it's like supposed to be an entry level book from that point of view and it's wonderful and our 200 hour teacher uh trainees in my community just absolutely loved it and i really enjoyed it and people comment um frequently Amazing. about it how accessible it is for folks to connect oh, with those that's, ideas. So, that's so nice to hear <laughs> yeah no it's it's really exciting and how to win at yoga is just being purchased by myself on Amazon. Uh, so <laughs> I'll have it on Monday. I can't wait to read okay, that as cool, well. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and a bit more of a culture, like I said, a, a, based on the title, I would guess like more of a cultural take. Uh, I'm thinking yeah, Instagram that, kind of culture. With yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That one's a bit more, it's half a really serious book and half a complete sort of Mickey take of, uh, of people in yoga because there's a lot you know instagram yoga is now so big and there's there's a lot of conflict between you know talk of authenticity versus instagram yoga and whether whether there's crossover and so we kind of joked around and we did we've done we picked like the 10 big poses in yoga and told you if you want to get them you know the drills you have to do like if it's a handstand all the stuff you have to do all the stretches you need the strength you need all the things you need to practice to eventually get that pose. And then we have like a chapter on how to take the picture of the perfect pose once you've got the pose and really, you know, reach the whole in inverted commas point of yoga, which is to, to take a picture of the pose and look good in it. And so it's, it's a joke about how, how you can, you can achieve the pose and then you're not done because it's actually, it's about taking the picture and stuff. And then all the way through, it's like, it's serious advice for people who want to be able to do the stuff and care but it's, it's a satire really all the way through that some people weren't sure here whether we were serious or not because you know, you know, yoga is full of a lot of people who take themselves and the practice very seriously, which is fine, but maybe taking themselves too seriously in our opinion. I love it. And I remember you've, this is a hashtag, how to win at yoga. I feel like you've You've used yeah. for a while, and I remember yeah. I, and really endearing, actually, you know, like some of the way that you present the postures, which is contra um, counterintuitive to the way people think of rocket yoga. It's all the handstands and this, and then mm. you'll post like a how to win at yoga, and it's something really kind of achievable and fun, and maybe even with like one of your, you know, family members, just something sweet, like it's yeah. got a good vibe to it, taking the taking the um, intimidation factor down quite a bit and making it yeah. people. I've been trying to, that's the, that is the idea. Although still I, I hear today, like in London, that people are, are intimidated to come to class or are intimidated by the name Rocket. I think it got a rep as being, you know, hard and fast and, and heavy and, and all hard poses right now in your face. And people are a bit scared by that who, 
don't realize that that's not really what it's all about. And it was supposed to be an accessible thing. So yeah, I'm trying to, I try and spread the word that is, um, there's, there's more to it than just the big stuff without letting go of the big stuff or being ashamed in any way of, of loving doing handstands. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And I stand by that it's the best place to be, but it's not the be all and end all, uh, contrary to what I say in, in inversions workshops, but it's, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's a mixture of both. And I think people need to, to just be, to, to see that and be open to it. It's, I know these things are intimidating, so we're trying to keep it open, but people still say they're afraid to come to class and then they come to class and they're like, Oh, that wasn't so bad. And it's like, yeah. And you need better PR basically. We do. Yes, I would agree. Well, and that's the, the intention with this podcast is to capture more of the more of the experience that people have individually with this practice and, and, and where they do with it. And I, I can't wait to have Hannah on and um, mm. we'll get more from her about Good Life Yoga School um, in, yes. in terms yeah. of time. We're about we have about 10 minutes to what you initially contributed agreed to contribute. So I really want okay. to be respectful, have a couple more questions, unless you no feel problem, like you yeah. want to stretch, if you have more time um, Yeah, I, I probably can. I'm just, I'm hiding basically away from, <laughs> from parent duties. So it's all good. But as long as no one comes in and grabs me, I'm, I'm okay. probably good for another 20 minutes or something. Okay, awesome. All right. So then tell us a little bit about Good Life Yoga School, please. Yeah, well, we just, I think this came out from after the books. It's, it was like a natural progression. I mean, originally my dream had always been in London to have a yoga studio. And that was the route I wanted to go down until I realized how expensive everything is in London and what a nightmare it is actually running a studio. And, and then, and now that I'm, you know, like full-time teaching at a couple of the, the biggest studios in, in London. And I see what a nightmare it is to run those things. That, that dream died. I was like, you know what, no way. That's too much work. <laughs> so we thought the other end of it would be to go traveling the world like my teachers doing teacher trainings. And that seemed like the nice life to basically be, you know, become Kino McGregor or one of those super top dogs. But, and then I had a kid and going away wasn't, wasn't so much of an option. Like I thought that I could just tour the world forever. So we got together a school in London, based in London, where we, we set it up and we wanted to do a training that, sorry, I hope they're drilling upstairs and killing you. There's someone drilling oh, right okay. above me. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's, that's real life in London. Um, they, yeah, we wanted to teach uh, a course, you know, taking the best of all the courses that we've ever done, all the trainings, you know, and then realize that's to put all your love into that and be really creative and do put all the things in that we've learned that were never in our first 200 hours training. But we thought, oh, yeah, that would be great to be there and, and pile it on and be able to develop that ourselves. And then, of course, we realized we had like a 900 hour training because we wanted everything in there. So we had to break it up into so-called advanced, you know, 300 hour little slots of rocket with all our favorite aspects. So that's what we've done. We've got a, a foundational 200 hours 
which is actually 250 hours because we just couldn't edit it enough. And, and we do that. We've done one of those and another one of those coming up. So this is the first year. Last year was the first year we've done of, of teacher trainings and um, we love it. I mean, it's exhausting, but I love doing it. And as you, you know, you doing it out there, it's, it's the most sort of rewarding thing. You can get really deep into it where you don't get to go there, obviously with people in a, a regular scheduled class. It's so great to, to be on that journey where people come in and they're already at a level in their practice, but they're ready to go take it deeper, whether that's in the physical, usually through the philosophical and the other aspects that they haven't ventured into and just seeing people grow and really come out the other side, being able to share that kind of information in their own way is, is like, yeah, it's really, it's a sweet thing to, to be part of. It is magical and what a cool program. And, and um, I'm, I'm hoping to hear more and someday come and visit you all, but for sure. Yes, this, you have to. Where are you again? New Mexico, did you Las say? Las Cruces, New Mexico, which is very south, almost to the U.S. border, close to El Paso, Texas. And wow. So it's, I mean, it's, it's sort of like halfway between Austin and L.A., if you were to be like driving the, the highways out in the middle of, of nowhere. Wow. But, um, but yeah, certainly the, the rocket practice um, as a, for, you know, for students who've already developed a practice in rockets to then embark mm. on a study of teacher training, they're already so empowered, right? Because like you said, mm. it's already this freedom mindset that they've been exposed to. It's, it's really, it's really cool. And, and students come out of that with a, like almost a authority of creating, holding space for others that it's just so free and it's so it's so awesome and yeah we're yeah. we're big fans of yours if you ever want to come out or make your way oh, yeah. west or east or anything we'll we'll send we'll send uh, yeah <laughs> um, yeah okay, yeah cool. i really would love that so no please and and um consider this your first invitation to new mexico if no, you amazing. yeah already. I, would, I would love i mean all i know is is Breaking Bad. Wasn't that in New Mexico yeah. somewhere down there? <laughs> That's, That's Albuquerque. Sure. Yeah. Albuquerque <laughs> and, um, and yeah, essentially bending or, or breaking bend, bending bad. You want to go, you know, in a yoga direction <laughs> with it. Um, yeah. 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 So, uh, dream. One day I'm going to, I'm definitely, I'm going to get there on a, yes. on a road trip or something. Okay. It's let's make it yeah. happen. Uh, yeah. So, so Marcus, tell us what a week in your practice is like. What is your routine for your yoga? Uh, for my, my my own practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, it's kind of fallen into the pattern now. Having I've got a two-year-old boy now, so since he was born, it changed. I used to be. It was, it was different before then when you had like it was just about me. But now it's like Monday is is my sacred practice day and that's when I get to do basically my big rocket kind of two hour full on the whole the whole shebang whatever I'm working on practice every week and that's kind of sets me up for the whole week and then um and then I teach that night and then Tuesday I teach so I'm not practicing when I'm teaching but then I go 
to jujitsu now on a Tuesday. So my practice then looks like fighting people rolling around on the floor and just being generally squashed by bigger non-yoga people. And then, uh, and then I get in the sauna, which is, I'm all about the sauna practice these days. Sauna and cold water is like a, a whole practice in itself. So I'm deep into, deep into that sauna and then ice plunging. And then, yeah, Wednesday, I'll do uh, another practice. And Thursday, I either go to Iyengar and get my get the, the nuts and bolts really sorted out. And or I'll just go and do some kind of cross training like like circuits class, because, you know, more and more, I don't want to get stuck in just just doing the patterns that I do over and over again in rocket, you know, I like to chuck in some different stuff. And then Friday I do, I generally do a kind of rocket two thing in the morning. And then the, the weekends I teach loads, normally workshops and classes. So I don't actually do any practice. And then each morning I try and do a meditation practice, like 10 minutes every morning, pranayama and meditation just before the, the boy jumps on my head. <laughs> it's a very balanced practice. I, I appreciate hearing all of that. Mm. Your, your sauna and ice situation, is that facilitated at a spa, a gym? Do you have a home sauna? Yeah. How does that work? No, yeah, I wish I had a home sauna. Uh, basically, living in London, we'd live in a, a shoebox, a glorified shoebox. But the, the, the sauna is at uh, Tri Yoga, where I teach. They've got an infrared sauna, so that's great. And then and at home, I've got a bath and a freezer drawer full of ice. Nice. So I do the, the ice self-bath thing and just cold showers wherever I can. I'm kind of I'm on the Wim Hof tip in a big way. I'm into all of that. And, I'm, and, and the breathing, I'm into the, the Wim Hof breathing is an interesting sort of pranayama in itself. So, yeah, all of that. And, yeah, I love to try and get that whenever we go away and stuff it's great to to push the boundaries of that with some cold water swimming or whatever whatever i can do that's that's awesome yeah we've had a a bit of uh, exposure to let's see carson carson mm. calhoun has been out here and doing some workshops and trainings and used some wim hof breathing uh, uh, i bet yeah yeah he's good he's a nutter he was always on the forefront of Stuff, isn't he? He's like right up there. It's a, it's really great breathing. It's great to learn additional breathing techniques, and I think Wim Hof mm. especially is in, it's in an accessible way. Whereas a pranayama, mm. like when you say this is the pranayama practice, these are these Sanskrit words we use to describe it. You know, yeah. like I think Wim Hof is very accessible for people too, and. Um, it's been yeah, and he's got a kind of rocket that. attitude as well, hasn't he? He's got yeah. that kind of rocket attitude as well. He's like, he's almost, he's up, he's kind of there along with that kind of Larry vibe on a totally different tip. But he's like, just breathe, just breathe. Whatever you're doing, just get it in, get the breath in. I don't care how. And then he'll bust out some arm balance on a frozen rock. And then he'll run up a mountain naked and then come back down and, and heal himself and do more of it. And it's like, he's... He's rock and roll too. So it's that nice attitude that is, like you say, it's it's not necessarily restrictive pranayama, which might make people suddenly think, "Oh no, can I do this? Should I do this?" It's just 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 do it. 
I love it. Yes. Okay. So a couple more questions, Marcus. Um, this sure. is so fun to have you here. Can you tell us if you were to just have a free pass tomorrow, fly anywhere, go anywhere, you could pick three rocket yogis somewhere in the world you want to go meet or, uh, or connect with or someone that you've maybe met, but you want to spend more time with. Um, and this question is it, it, it kind of intended to empower the folks who are listening to go out and seek out some some other people so maybe you want to you know mm. share some names that they should be looking at but yeah what rocket yogis do you want to go and study or meet or practice with yeah well i think i would you guys obviously i want to come out over there and do some to do some new mexico breaking bad rocket and but also i think david carl again i'd like he just messaged me the other day and it's like when you coming back to Barcelona he does like a big training in Barcelona and it's like yeah if I could get the free pass from being a dad then I would actually like to go and do his training in Austin Texas just because I've always wanted to go to Austin ever since I never got to South by Southwest when I was in the band and that was like always a dream mm -hmm. so if I could have and that's what I hear is like the most it's like yeah I mean I love New York and and I love California as well, but I hear that Austin is where 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 the real progressive crazy people are all nowadays. So I'd like I'd love to get down there. And other than those guys, uh, it's it's I like Amber Vallo is a great. She does everything though. She's not just rocket. She's like a million hours Dharma trained and forest and everything and a prima ballerina ex instagram star she's just amazing and such a cool humble down-to-earth teacher and even though she's in london now i think i'd like to like i'd like to jump across to where she goes home to italy or something and just practice practice there with her if i could and i would like to as well check out some of the is it Reed who was like doing his own kind of thing? Reed Taylor from from the original days is doing some stuff. It's like it, I suppose it's mostly stateside. If I could find the 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 rocket people, like go down the original names of peeps like that and go and see go and see what they're doing and just practice with them. I think there's something I still you know from being a kid. It's about America. Like all our music was coming from there and all the fashion and all the hip hop and the rock and roll and everything. And then, and the films and the culture, I still think there's a lot. I think it would be great to just be doing rocket. Maybe a US tour is what I would like to do if I could and just hit all the spots of everyone that's doing it out there, go DC and like the place like New York's got nothing. I went, I went there and thought it's prime for rocket, but why is there's like one guy, some, teaching it sometimes a bit and that was it so i think that i'd like to all of us to meet up and then go to new york and take over <laughs> british invasion mm -hmm. yeah 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 there's a cultural tradition there of all i think all of us being inspired with the, the music the art mm. the, the theater and and certainly um, the London community has a legendary reputation out here and in Austin last year. 
that was really exciting to hear uh, meet a couple of folks and and hear a little bit more about that scene and ah, cool. I, but th this just something that has to happen there's got to be a u.s yeah tour. i fully agree with yes show on <laughs> so, you guys right Make yes <laughs> let's let's do it and and so um a couple we're almost finished and and are you okay on time right now yeah no problem okay yeah. awesome so tell us about what what you're working on i you, not like you don't have a, a million other things but um <laughs> you know what's what's kind of emerging for you in the practice right now that you think will be a next step next direction Could be yeah physical i mean or or really anything mm, uh, i'm still into the physical yeah i'm definitely because there's a lot of people that kind of almost look down on the physical like there's something there's something there's something not enough about the practice and from its physical sense and it should all be spiritual and philosophical and i understand that idea but i'm still i've been doing a lot of Iyengar recently and and being able to to appreciate sort of all the eight limbs of ashtanga in the physical practices is one of the things that Iyengar would would talk about so i'm quite into the practice at the moment of really getting into dharana and concentration and awareness in the physical practice and things like at the moment i i always said there was no way i was ever going to do padmasana lotus was like it's not for my knees and that's why i loved rocket in the first place because like larry had the worst knees apparently in in mysore and and it, it was like that's what rocket was about you don't have to do padmasana what's the point but now i've i'm starting to practice actually all the stuff that leads to it and i found on a good day when the wind's blowing in the right direction and the temperature's just right in the air I can actually get into a lotus and be comfortable and feel good about it. So I've actually that has become a sort of a really interesting part of my discovery for myself in the practice is, is just working different things towards that pose. And as a whole, the physical side of it is, is bringing in a lot more of this kind of functional movement stuff where I'm trying to strengthen things and get, active range and all this stuff that's really you know everyone's talking about it in fitness world and on instagram as it's a, like an important thing most of the stuff i'm doing is bringing in all the, the new techniques and putting them into the rocket sequence and just doing the poses rather than stretching so much which i'm not so interested in like that full passive range of motion anymore and getting my leg behind my head i'm not that bothered but really getting into poses and being strong and being able to hold them and having strength at end range is actually exciting for a, a nerd like me is like just feeling all that stuff in the body so say so rather than poses which i don't really care about it's all that stuff and also just being able to handstand and and look through that that's another one of my dreams at the moment that you know everyone does without just completely wiping out which i haven't sorted yet so that, that's that's my big physical goals in the practice and and then being able to move up my belts in jiu-jitsu so and have them all together and not get injured again ever again let injuries be a thing of the past studying more yeah. of the, the alignment based style or the sports medicine yeah. you know awareness it, it adds so much to the practice and it's been so oh, definitely um, so healing and so that's great i'm so glad you talked about that because i think that's a, 
uh, awesome thing for people in the community yeah. to think about. Yeah, and, I think um, it is that's so important, yeah. And jujitsu, um, you know, just as a, as a whole other, other thing, you, you've inspired me to think of, you know, the cross-training angle too and how, how much it benefits to take on other movement yeah i mean that's a big thing jason crandall is another teacher i've you know studied with over here and obviously he's from over there but um he's like you know he's really big into jiu-jitsu and is i think it's important is sort of saying that we don't there's we've there's no competition in yoga and that's why it's so great we spend so long avoiding competition that it's sometimes good to put yourself back into a, a sport where you're really trying hard to beat someone else at something anything at all and not not just trying to beat yourself at something because it really tests your limits and that's what we want to be able to push ourselves to limits without being in danger and then seeing how we react to that because that's kind of what yoga is about so it's just another level of yoga really ah uh, well well said thank you so <laughs> much okay uh good lord veda we also have one final question which is sure. um in an opportunity for us for you to tell us all about all the things you're doing your website your you know, anything mm. other and any other info you want to share and to help people know where they can go and practice with you so great yeah you? okay well i suppose online is the way we most people find straight away. So I, my website is marcusvedayoga.com. Um, all the info and stuff there, and that's got links to where I put all my music uh, mixes are up on SoundCloud. So it's that SoundCloud forward slash Marcus Veda Yoga, I think. I actually don't even know if that's what it is. I just, I never have to look at it myself. But uh, I think that's where it is on SoundCloud. And um all my the instagram good lord veda so that's that's all i do i don't really do facebook much anymore i just couldn't hack it anymore um and live and direct in london i teach at tri yoga shoreditch mostly every day and in, in their camden and soho studios too and at yoga rise down in south london so if anyone could ever make it there, come to those. And Teacher Trainings Good Life Yoga School, that's a .com web website as well. We do stuff mostly in London at the moment. So if anyone's coming through, it would be great to see you. And, and the books, of course, are both on Amazon at the moment. And yeah, anytime, if anyone wants to know any more or anything, I'm happy to take messages, just message me at the website or whatever, or if you want a mix or, you know, whatever, anything. It's nice to hook up with like-minded people. And it's a real honor to have you share all of this with us. And it's, it's being heard, it's being listened to around the world. Um, your, your books are also on Kindle. So if people have the the amazon kindle they can go in and and locate this is i think a great oh, cool yeah get peak yeah. your interest a bit and um and then they're also very affordable books i would just highly recommend them myself um the Thank second you. one like i mentioned it, it will be here on monday but the first one i've i've um just had such a great experience and heard so many great things from other readers so um, Mark, oh, thank, thank you, you again for taking the time to share. Thank you for all your mixes. They've mm -hmm. been a part of some really uh, fun 
practices here in New Mexico over the past uh, five years or so. I mean, it's just been amazing. That is so cool. Thank you. I love Thank it. You. I love that. That's, it's, it's so nice to be to be out there, but without actually being there, just to be connected like that it's, it's great and thank you for the messages when you're sending me stuff about superstars like for my the music from my yeah. old life that you're like playing it i was like wow look at that people yeah. know the record from in another part of the world it's, it's cool. a staple rocket song i mean it really is a great <laughs> song it's a great song i love it it's it's awesome oh, and thank, thank you, you. yeah amazing. and really i wish you the very best and have a beautiful uh weekend with your family Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Thank you. Thanks again. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Soon. Bye. I hope it has been as exciting for you as it has been for me to hear from our good Lord Marcus Veda. As a community, we are infinitely blessed by the power of his four beat vinyasa mixes on SoundCloud and challenged to look deeper at our lives as modern yogis through his written collaborations and community efforts. So please go out and follow him and learn his ways. I, I think you will find it of great value to your rocket yoga practice. And you can get his current online classes at marcusvedayoga.com. And, uh, you know, keep on rocking in the free world. Just inhale, exhale to the beat. Find those SoundCloud mixes at SoundCloud slash GoodLordVeda. Thank you so much, Marcus. And that concludes case six. Please push subscribe to join in again next time for case number seven, wherever you listen to your Rocket Yoga podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Google. We also invite you to support this project by rating the podcast with five stars and leaving a shout out to your special Rocket Yogi so that we can share it here on the podcast. Again, this is Elsie Yogi signing off from episode six of Space Case, a Rocket Yoga podcast podcast.